0: Amen. 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 Welcome to our midweek Bible study. Liberty, I know we're a couple of minutes behind and we're not, I'm not going to hold us too long this evening. I promise you we were having some technical difficulties with the streaming uh, connecting. So we're going to jump right into Bible study for this evening if all hearts and minds are prepared. Let us go before the throne of grace on this evening. Do me a favor real quick. Share this on your page let everybody know that we are still in Bible study. And we're going to go before the throne of grace. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for this time, God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your holiness. We thank you for your righteousness. We thank you for your love, your favor, your kindness, and your mercy. Now, God, as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear your word, God, to learn of your word, we know your word declares to study, to show approve a workmen who need not be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. So we thank you, God, for all that you're going to do, for all that you've done, and for all that you've been in our life. It is in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Do me a favor real quick. Lift up your Bibles, cell phones, whatever you have, so we can get into this word. I'm excited about this word on this evening, and we're going to get into this word on this evening. And repeat after me, Lord, I thank you that I have a Bible. It is my personal copy of God's purpose, God's plan, and God's design for your life. Therefore, I am a believer and not a doubter. I'm not just a hearer, but I'm also a doer, and my life has been better after hearing the word of the living God. Therefore, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive. I will not be distracted, but I will hear what thus saith the Lord. And as a result of what I hear today, I'm going to leave here better than I came. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Once again, I said I'm not going to hold us too long. And if you look up in your top left-hand corner of this evening, um, well, right-hand corner, and you see... The topic choices uh, we've been dealing with being uh, living a life of excellence as a kingdom citizen over these past couple of months, and we've just continued to build upon it each and every week. And I don't want to uh, veer away from that on this evening. Last night, last week, we talked about thoughts and perceptions. Um, this week, I want to deal with choices. Um, choices, and our foundation scripture. Foundational scripture for this whole uh, time of uh, growing in excellence comes from Philippians the sixth chapter, looking at the 10th verse. Philippians, the sixth chapter, looking at the 10th verse. And it says this, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Mark that in your Bibles. Uh, correction: This Philippians one and six, um, not six and ten, but Philippians one and six. Uh, being confident of this very good of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Meaning that God, after you gave your life to Jesus Christ, after you after you submitted your life and accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that now you are a kingdom citizen, and God is continuously building you, continuously developing you, continuously uh, changing things about you, changing things in your life in order to make you a better king, or in order to give you the opportunity to be the best you you can be, the best person that he created you to be. And so we're dealing with kingdom excellence and dealing with this topic of choices. Um, we got to realize that uh, that it is God that who is able to, as this scripture said, finish us, um, make us co- a complete project, make us uh, to give us the ability to operate in excellence. But it's only God that can give us that authority, that can give us that drive, that can give us that right um, to be the best kingdom citizen that we can be. Um, regardless of the amount of level or work reco- required, God said that he's, he's going to continue perfecting you until the day that Jesus Christ returns to the earth. So it doesn't matter how how bad you have been. It does not matter where you are at in life right now. Once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God said that I'm going to do a new thing in you. First of all, I'm going to make you a new creation. Uh, uh, The old things, the Bible says that old things have passed away and behold, all things are new. And so part of that being a new creation means that he gets to go in and redesign your whole operating sin, uh, your operating system, excuse me, Um, a, a, a life that is free from sin, from the from the, the guilt of sin. It does not mean that you have that you will not fall short of his glory. The Bible said, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. But it means that you now have a direct access and direct connection um, to bring those sins to, to the one that uh, died for your sin, the one that died on the cross for you. Uh, you can bring them to the Father. You can bring them to the throne of grace and ask for God's mercy, ask for God's favor, ask for God's uh, forgiveness from your sin. And, and part of that, um, a lot of that deals with the choices that we make, the choices that we deal with, the choices that we uh that, that, that we come about with every day. You know, choices are a very big thing in the lives of each and every human. Um, the one thing that God has given us that he's given no one, no other entity in the earth is the ability to choose. Um, and when you talk about choices, then you really have to understand that it's, uh, 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 what is a choice? Um, uh, and the, de- the definition, dictionary's definition of a choice is simply this, a act or instance of choosing. Or this, the right, the power, or the opportunity to choose. Uh, once again, that's the act or instance of choosing, or the right, the power, or the opportunity to choose. I got three questions I want to pose for you tonight, in there on our screen right now. And the first question is this, uh, and I want to ask you this in in a real sense. So, I, I, so I'm gonna need you all to partake and help me with this a little bit. Um, is the ability to make choices the greatest or the worst ability that mankind possesses? And, and, and that's the first question. The second question is this: Are you making all your choices by consulting the word of the word of God and the will of God concerning you? And number three, what has been or have been the implications and results of your life? based on your choices? Once again, what have been the implications and results of your life based upon your choices? Uh, that, Simply put, what has happened good and what has happened bad in your life as the result of your choices? What implications have have been put in motion because of the choices that you've chosen to do, the choices that you've lived by. And and so now even in that first question that is the ability to make choices the greatest or worst ability that mankind possesses. Ask yourself this. If if somebody if, if there was one Uh, If God simply made all your choices for you, do you think right now with the mindset that you have right now that you would be pleased because God made all your choices? Everything that you've been through in life, everything that you've gone through, would you simply be pleased with somebody else having control to make your choices for you? Would you be pleased with somebody simply telling you to turn left all the time, or somebody telling you that you can't be this, or even get it, get get this? Even in the the content of the climate of our country right now, um, where we see systemic racism, where we see all ta- all sorts of problems, if we lived in a country where everything you did was was as the result of somebody else telling you what to do. One central person telling you what to do. Well, well, th- th- so is... The, the ability to make choices, uh, the greatest or worst ability that we possess. I, I know everybody say, well, I want to make choices. But, but our, if somebody made some of those, uh, if somebody had the opportunity to tell you, uh, what, you so, what you're supposed to do when you made some bad choices in your life and you could not make those bad choices, would you be in a better place right now? Would you be in a place where you're saying, whew, I'm glad somebody else made that choice for me. I'm glad somebody else took the, took the, uh, the responsibility of my life out of my, out of my hands. Or are you uh, of the mindset that's saying, you know what? I may have fallen, I may have done, but the things that I've learned in the process of all of this, the choices that I've made may not have been right at the time, but they gave me a better understanding about how to choose the right thing. See, God has given us the ability to choose unlike anybody else. When you buy a pet, that pet does not have the opportunity to choose who it goes to. When, when you see cattle, that 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 cattle that cow does not have the choice to say whether he's going to be killed or whether he's going to live. There is no other person or no other entity, not person, but no other uh, creation of God's that has a choice of how it's going to live, when it's going to, uh, 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 how it's going to go about or what it's going to do. So my question to you, for you to really think, what is, is it the greatest Pos- uh, the greatest uh, uh, ability or the worst ability in your perception? Well, and because I need you to see this and I, and I want you to open up scripture because we're going to look at scripture on this, day, on this evening and we're going to look at our first scripture comes from Deuteronomy the 30th chapter, looking at the 19th and 20th verse. Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, looking at the 19th and 20th verse. It's a, it's a very familiar scripture. It's a, it's a great scripture. And it simply says this, I have called heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. The scripture uh, uh, the scripture, takes place where we find Moses uh, talking to the children of Israel and and he gave them a choice because there had been rumbling in the camp. There had been situations in the camp where we know that they said, why did you bring us out here to die? You brought us out here to simply to die. It would have been better to die in Egypt. It would have been better not to have uh, packed up all our stuff and come all the way out here. And we know that there was grumbling. We know that when uh, Moses went up on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments that they built an idol and they began to worship the idol Once again, these were choices that they had to make, but in order to get them to understand the magnitude of their choices, Moses put before them on this day, I called heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. He said, but he also told them which was the better of the choices. He said, therefore, choose life, that both you and your descendants may live, that you may live. Love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is what? Your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. And and he goes on to name the fathers. So, my question to you this morning, or my first statement to you this morning, is that we all have a choice. In this text, we find that he gave them the simplest of the things life or death, blessings or cursings. He, he said you cannot make, uh, uh, my statement is that you cannot make a choice of Christ, which equals life, but accept and operate with curses. I'm going to park right there for a second. See, when he gave us the ability and he said, choose, he said, you have life or death before you, blessings or cursings, he said, choose life. A lot of times as we have come into the kingdom of God, as we have become kingdom citizens, as we have become uh, ambassadors of Jesus Christ, we simply have not taken away or gotten rid of the things that we've held on prior to becoming kingdom citizens, prior to becoming adopted by the beloved, prior to this life that we live for Christ, this life that we live as in abundance. When when Scripture teaches us that whom the Son sets free is truly free indeed. A lot of times as Christians, as kingdom citizens, as ambassadors, we bring along the same baggage that we had. We make the choice to bring along the same baggage. And once again, I said, you cannot make a choice of serving Christ which equals life, but except to operate with the curses from your forefathers, the curses from generations before you. When you come into the kingdom of God, if your choice is Jesus Christ, if your choice is salvation, if your choice is righteousness, if your choice is holiness, if your choice is to serve the true and living God, there are some things that you have to be willing to let go of. There are some things that you have to realize that you are no longer bound by. There are things that you have to realize that was accepted with the old man, those old curses, those old natures, those old things. But if you're going to operate in excellence as a kingdom citizen, you have to be deliberate about your choices. You have to be deliberate about what you have in your eye socket or what you're listening into your ear gates, what what, what comes into your atmosphere. you have to be very deliberate because if you allow yourself too much flexibility and too much leadway dabbling on both sides of the fence, you will find yourself still living under those same curses, those same issues, those same things that you came to the cross with and asked Jesus Christ to deliver you from. The choices that you make also are this, that you cannot choose death, which equals the sin of your life, and expect the blessings of God. I need somebody to write that down for me. You cannot choose death, which equals sin, for what what does the Bible say, for the wages of sin is death, and expect the blessings of God. You cannot willfully say, I'm not going to do what you asked me to do, God, but I want you to bless me with a new house. I want you to bless me with a new, uh, 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 my finances. I want you to bless my kids because if if scripture is right and we go back to that scripture uh, one more time. Let me go back to that scripture. I apologize. It says, I call heaven and earth as a witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life, not only for yourself, but get this, that both you and your descendants may what? Live. And, And then it goes on to talk about your relationship with God. But it said, choose life, that both you and your descendants. See, your choices go further than just you and I'm getting ahead of myself real quick. But your choices are are, are something that not only affects you, but affects generations after you. It affects your household. It affects your spouse. It affects your kids. And and, and too often do we think that we make choices and it's not going to have any repercussions on them. Or even when we make good choices, we want to bask in the glory of our good choices, but not realizing when you make good choices, you're setting up everybody else. You're setting up everybody else to to bask in the overflow of what the choices you've made. So when you choose to lie, when you choose to steal, when you choose to fornicate, when you choose to gossip, when you choose backbiting, when you choose death, You you choose the curses and the sin nature that comes with death. That's why Moses said, choose life. He told them the choices, but he's trying to let them know that if you choose life, you choose the blessing. You choose the provision. You choose the abundance. You choose the joy. You choose the, the, the understanding that you're adopted by the beloved. When he said choose today I put before you, because he wanted you on record before heaven, before God, before earth, that that the choices that you're making, and you know, if anything legal that you sign it's a legal document or a legal confession that you're making at this moment, I need somebody to hear that, because every legal document you sign has to have what? A witness. So right there at that moment, he said, I'm giving the, I I got the witness right here with pen and pad, ready to sign their name as to hearing what your choice was. What is your choice? How are you choosing to operate and live in your life? You, 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 You have to make a choice. The Bible said it's better to be hot or cold than to be lukewarm. He said, I'll spit you out and and hew you out because he does not like the fact that you operate living lukewarm, halfway a Christian one day, the sinner the next day, all because of the mood or the tone that you may have. Yeah, I know this may not sound cute to a lot of people, but these are the things that God is giving you the ability to choose. Part of that choice, follow that moral compass, excuse me, that you have is this ability to choose. See, so if you're operating in kingdom excellence, you have to realize this. My choices allow me to function above the world standards. My choices produce lessons that can be learned from. My choices develop the principles that can be applied in my life. My choices uh, allow me to gain wisdom and understanding from the word of God, from the things that he's brought me through so that I do what? Not go back into that same thing. Somebody declared choices. See, my choices are an are, 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 uh, uh, integral part of, our, of, of, of each and every last one of our life. When you wake up, you choose what you're going to wear. When you wake up, you choose what food you're going to eat. When you wake up and choose uh, uh, the direction you're going to take to work today. When you wake up, you choose if you're going to carry the same argument from last night into today. When you wake up, uh, when you get your day started, you choose, Or and, and when I say choose, that means even when situations happen, you choose the way you're going to respond to situations. So once again, like I said, we have a choice. And for me, for you, the, the, the benefit of being a kingdom citizen is that he's giving us the answer of what to choose. See, there are a lot of people that have never opened up this word, that have never read Deuteronomy uh, 30 and 19. There are a lot of people out here who have never read the word of God and never heard of the blessings of God. What they know about God or what they know about Jesus Christ is generally by word of mouth. And a lot of times those that are in the world hear the negative stuff that a lot of us Christians take back to the world. And so when they choose death is as the result of the choice we made of what we decided to talk about. It's as the result of what we have decided to put at the forefront instead of putting life. See, a a, a lot of times the the way you speak, what you say out of your mouth produces the life or death choice. We're going to get into that a little bit in a second too. So once again, you cannot make a choice of Christ, which equals life. Somebody say Christ equals life, Mm. but except to operate with curses and you cannot choose death, which is sin, and expect the blessings of God. So I need you all to grab that because the outcome of our choices, get this, is this. Our choices have direct effects on our descendants. I told you I got, to sell, got ahead of myself a little bit, but the, out, the, the outcome of our choices have direct effect on our descendants, which are our family, which are the people that are closest to us, which are the people that are right around us. So now, if my choices are direct, have direct consequences, have direct provisions, have direct uh, relationship to the people around me, what are you going to choose? What do you want to choose? Do you want to continue to choose death, or do you want to continue to choose thinking that the only person it affects is you? Do you want to continue to walk down that road saying, well, my choices don't bother anybody else. My choices are about me. No, your choices are not just about you. But if you are servant of the Most High, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, your choices, and, and even if you don't, the death choice that you've, uh, that you've chosen reflects or impacts your immediate family, your, the, your children's children's children it affects them. So now, what is it that we're trying to do? We're trying to understand the way we choose. See, in our choices and in our display of our choices, we have to realize this, that the number one way when when we deal with our choices is to love the Lord in your choices. Number two, obey His voice in your choices. Number three, cling to God in your choices. Why? Because excellence requires commitment, and choices are a matter of the heart. We're going to jump there in a second real quick. But listen, I need you to do me a favor real quick. I need you to turn around and slap the person right next to you. (laughs) I need you to turn around and slap the person that's sitting next to you Walk in the other room and slap the other person and slap somebody. Just, just slap somebody. Walk outside, go slap somebody. Why am I saying this to you? Because I am giving you, a, when you go out there, you are not going to do something that's going to be detrimental to your physical harm just because Pastor Thomas said, go slap somebody. Yeah, but too often in our life, that little voice in our head that tells us to go do all manners of evil we don't we don't we don't use that or we don't judge that based on the Word of God based upon the danger it may put us in Will you? We'll listen to that little voice in the back of our head, and not listen to our conscience, not listen to the word of God, but we'll go fulfill what that little voice tells you to do because it's a temporary high. It gives a temporary satisfaction. It gives a temporary benefit. But your, but your final, uh, uh, but what you're really trying to seek after is what gives you eternal salvation. What gives you an eternal security. What gives you eternal uh, uh, blessings? And right now, you have the opportunity tonight, right at this minute, to begin to recondition your mind. I told you Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech thee, brothers, by the mercies of God, that I present my body as a living sacrifice, acceptable and holy. But verse number 2 said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. So we're given an opportunity to make another choice. He said, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. So you have the opportunity to stay conformed to what the world tells you, the world standards, the world wants you to do, or how the world uh, is calling you to act and operate, or you can choose to be, rene- uh, be, uh, be renewed by the renewing of your mind. What is the choices that you want to make? What are the choices that you want to accept in your life? Because tonight, I'm putting before you, before heaven and earth, the, the witness is here to bear testimony of what your choice is going to be. The witness is here tonight, and, and, and I don't want you to turn off the broadcast right now. I don't want you running away saying, I ain't listening to this because I still want to live my life of sin. Even in that moment, that's a choice you made. And too many don't realize that the the choice not to hear the word of God is a choice of death. The choice to, to hear the word of God, but not abide by the word of God, is a choice of death and what comes with death, the curses. But when you submit yourself to the will of God and the complete transformation of through the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you submit yourself to that choice, God said, I'll bless you. God said, I'll keep you. God said, I'll be a, 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 a God to you. I'll be your provider. I'll be everything you need. But you have the opportunity to make this choice. What is the choice you're making. So excellence requires commitment. That's something that a lot of us miss when it comes to the kingdom assignment, the kingdom agenda. We commit for a moment as long as it's beneficial to us, as long as it feels good. But excellence sometimes comes with pressure. The the choice to operate in excellency sometimes comes with a little adversity. The choice to be a kingdom citizen says that I'm taking up my cross, which is heavy, and I'm following Christ. I'm taking up this cross, which may give me splinters. I'm taking up this cross, which may cause me to be ostracized. I'm taking up this cross which may cause people to look at me and talk about me and laugh at me that that may cause me to lose friends, that may cause me to lose family, that may cause me to lose a lot of things that I've obtained in this world, but if I'm going to live a life that's pleasing in the eyesight of God, I got to be willing to let it go. I got to be willing to choose God. I got to be willing to choose Jesus Christ and not Uh, and and not choose the things of this world. When Jesus was with the rich man, the rich man said, I I give to the poor. I do all these great things. Uh, but, but, But Jesus told him, give all your stuff away, take up your cross and follow me. And the Bible says that the rich man walked away because he knew of his wealth. Too often do we think that our worldly wealth is more important than our relationship with God. A lot of people will make the choice not to come to church on Sunday, not to come to Bible study on on, on whatever night it is, not to go to church on Saturday, whatever day you go to church on. Uh, Well, I got to work. I got to get this money. I got to grind. I got to do this. And yet and still, you're making a choice to not be pleasing in God's sight. The Bible says, I pray that you prosper so as your soul prospers. When is the last time you got into the face of God? When was the last time you fellowshiped with the uh with the saints? When was the last time you did something deliberate for God that did not uh did not just necessarily bring you back uh the accolades or the attention? When was the last time that you were at your church and you cleaned the bathroom? When was the last time that you were at your church and you went out and gave out tracts and handed out tracts and got into got yourself into an uncomfortable position? but it was for the sake of the cross. It was for the sake of Jesus Christ. What choices are you making? Yeah. See, choices are a matter of the heart. Let's look at Scripture again. At Proverbs 4 and 20, uh, 20, chapter 4, verses 20 through 27, it says this, My son, give attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them. They go that word again, life and health to all their flesh. I want to park right there real quick. So once again, if you bounce that off and go back to Deuteronomy, Moses said, today I put before you a choice, blessings, or life or death. So now when we see the components of life, what does this first part of this verse say? It said, do not let the words of God uh, depart from you, from your eyes, incline your ears. That means listen intently to the word of God, not to the trap music that you like to listen to. Listen intently to the voice of the Word of God or however you're receiving the Word of God from the man or woman of God that you're sitting under, not listening to uh, uh, 24-7, catching up. When is the last time that you missed Sunday service, my God? And you went back and listened to service before you went and listened to housewives of whatever, before you caught up or binge-watched. When the last time you binge-watched your church? yeah, 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 I'm dealing with something this evening. When was the last time you made the choice to binge watch service the same way you binge watch empire, the same way you binge watch power, the same way you binge watch Grey's Anatomy? When was the last time you chose to sit down for a whole 24 hours or 13 hours, eight hours, five, even two hours, and go back and listen to the word that you missed from your church? What choices are you making? Go on, it says, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For what? For out of it springs the issues of, there's that word again, life. Put away from your deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Evil equals what? We said it, I said it earlier. E- evil equals death. Death equals the curse. So the Bible says this. Remove your feet from the evil. Remove your feet from death. Remove your feet from the curses. He said, Don't, do not turn to the right or to the left. Yeah, th- 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 there is a direct choice that you have to make concerning your life. Uh, because once again, it's not just about you. See, so, so, so grab this. I need somebody to grab this. I'm, I'm only going to be with you about 10 more minutes. Grab this. Your choices are a direct result of what's in, your, what's in one's heart. What proceeds from one's heart determines the progress in life and kingdom building. Effectiveness as a Christian. Your choices are a direct result of what's in your heart. And that includes your effectiveness as a kingdom citizen, as, uh, in building the kingdom. Effectiveness as a Christian. That means both in the church and out the church. What's in your heart is a direct of re- correlation of your effectiveness to witness, your effectiveness to evangelize, your effectiveness to be a better steward over your finances, your effectiveness to be a better parent over your children, your effectiveness to be a better husband or wife, your effectiveness to be a better mother, your effectiveness to have a better relationship with your brother and sisters. What's in your heart is the is the is the is the, the the linchpin. That causes you to have to, to make the choice to be better or the choice to separate yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so the choice. What's in your heart also is a direct relation. It, it gives a direct result or the impact of being a good steward with your resources. Yeah. Too often times do we do do we spend frivolous, frivolously? Excuse me. We we spend. What we don't have on everything that does not give us success or, or give us satisfaction. We're always looking for the next thing. We're always looking for what we can buy next. Uh, the, 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 new, uh, the new phone came out a couple of weeks ago, the new iPhone. Doesn't look any different than the iPhone 11. But just because it said new, you got so many people that are lined up saying, I need that phone. Why? Because the choice is to keep up with the Joneses, keep up with current society, keep up with everything else. When God said, when are you going to make the choice to keep up with me? When are you going to make the choice to keep up with my word? When are you going to make the choice to live righteous? When are you going to make the choice to live holy? When are you going to make the choice to, to, to live a life that's pleasing in my sight? Or am I that second nature person that you come to only when you need to get out of a jam? Only when you did not listen to the instructions I gave you and now you're coming back to me. Am I I your second choice? Because God is not a second choice God. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's a jealous God. He cries when one goes to jail. I mean, goes to hell. Excuse me. So so, so, get this. You should never choose according to one's feelings or emotions. They should only act to confirm one's choices, not make your choice. Yeah, somebody need to, somebody need to hear that. You should never choose according to one's feelings or emotions. They should act only to confirm one's choice. Your feelings and emotions should only confirm what God has already placed in your spirit, what God has already told you. And and when it's adverse to what uh, 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 your feelings and emotions, when, when, when you're not doing the things of God, your conscience, your feelings, and your emotions should make you feel guilty so that you can step away from that thing that was not of God. Yeah, we've all been in that situation where you know deep down in your heart that you're not doing the right thing, that you're not in the right place, that you've made the wrong the mistake too many times, that you've lied one too many times, that you the reason the relationship is gone now is because of some things that you've done too many times, and people are forgiving you and forgiving you and forgiving you, but now they make the choice to remove themselves. Who am I talking to tonight? You've made the choice too often to continue thinking they're going to be there. Do you realize your salvation and your relationship with God is the same way? You you refuse to give your life to Christ because you keep thinking you got time and opportunity to do it. And then uh, there, there are people who have died thinking they had 15 more minutes in their life thinking they had one more day, one more year, one more month, 17 years to live their life, and they think that at some point they'll just get to a place where they're like, okay, God, I'll give you my life now. But their life has been taken well before that time that they thought they had, but the choices they made sends them to hell. God doesn't send them to hell. The choices we make send us to hell. Somebody needs that right there. The choices we make the decisions we make, the stuff we'll live by, the non-acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, as your Lord and Savior, sends you to hell, not God. Yeah. So, so, so now, if we're, we're as I close out on this tonight, kingdom living and, and operating in excellence, we talked about your thought life and your perceptions last week. So now if your thought lives and your perceptions are based on the word of God, the kingdom of God, the principles of God, the things that God has called us into, then your choices will produce life. Those that are in ministry, when when you know that God is calling you to something and and, and you keep questioning it, But you know in your spirit, this is what God is calling you to. God said, are you going to choose me or are you going to choose your emotions? Are you going to choose me or are you going to choose those who are out there in the world that don't accept what I called you to do? Leadership. When it comes to submitting to your leader, are you going to choose to be rebellious or are you going to choose to submit? If God placed that leader in your life, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to choose the, are you going to cause death between the relationship? And this goes for leadership both ways. Are you, uh, for, for, for pastors and senior pastors, I don't know why I'm dealing with this. Are you going to, to, to continue to kill your leadership? Are you going to continue to, to, to manipulate your leadership? Or are you going to allow God to work through you for the betterment of your leaders? And leaders, are you going to allow God to work through you for the betterment of your leader? You bounce off with one another. Jesus. But, but, but as, I, as, as I get done with this and I close this out, realize this, that the Lord leaves no doubt as to what choices is best. When, when when he said when 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 he gave that 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 word and he said choose life uh, so that you ain't for both you and your descendants. Cause get this. What's in the well of your heart pours out into your life. It allows you to expand your borders, your territory, the things that God has given you dominion over. When you make the right choice. To walk kingdom minded, when you make the right choice to be a kingdom citizen, when you make the right choice. To obey the Word of God. Th- th- this Word of God is living. This Word of God has stood true ever since it was first written. The Bible says in John 1 and 1, In the beginning was the, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh. So, so every ounce of the Word is breathed by through the mouth, through the, through the life, through Jesus Christ. It foretells His coming, and then it tells of His coming. Then it tells of His journey here. Then it tells what He said afterwards. This is a living word. This is not just some old book that has no application right now. What are you trying, what what is your attempt to be effective with the word of God? How can we improve our choices? That's the question I'm gonna leave you with tonight. And I I wanna hear your answers. I I really want to hear your answers. How can we improve our choices? When we make choices based upon everything else except for the Word of God, what benefit is that to you? What benefit is it when you choose the Word of God to base your choices on? Does it mean you may not get everything that you want right now? No. But the Bible said that the race is not given to the swift nor the battle to the strong. Scripture teaches us that he who endures shall reap. He said, do not be weary in well-doing. There is a joy in knowing what God has called you to do and choosing to operate and walk in what he's called you to. So let's bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this time of word, God. We thank you for your impartation, God. God, we ask right now that this word do not fall on death ears, that it falls on fertile ground. We ask, God, that this word be followed by signs, miracles, and wonders, that it change the thought process of your people, that it changes the direction of their choices, that it changes them to rekindle, redevelop, renew a right relationship with you, that it produces excellence in the lives of your, your, your believers so that we can have a standard to carry. God, for your word declares that in the, in, in, in the, ever since the days of John the Baptist that the, that the, uh, that, that the kingdom of God suffers violence and violent taketh by force. But right now, God, we, we ask right now that you stop in the track, the enemy's design and plan to pull and pluck from your people. We ask God that you raise up that standard right now, that you develop in us the right mind to war, the right mind to stand stand in excellence, the right mind to be kingdom-minded citizens, the right mind to defend the kingdom properly. God, we ask right now that you take every shield, that you take every person that has been standing on the battlefield, every intercessor, every prayer warrior, every person right now under the sound of my voice that has been that feels like they've been fighting a, a unwinnable battle, God, that you renew them right now in the name of Jesus. Every family, every home that is going through chaos right now. Because choices have been made that have uh, set, uh, set in motion destructive things, God. I call a cease and desist order right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, dispatch angels right now to begin to rebuild, remold, redevelop, and renew your right spirit in the home. God, I call right now forth angels of protection, angels of healing that are touching the minds of your people, that are touching the health of your people, that are touching the heart of your people so that fresh water can pour from their heart, a fresh oil can pour from their spirit, a fresh oil can pour from them right now that is beneficial to the kingdom, that is beneficial to their life, that is beneficial to the growth and development so that they can have the blessings of God. God, touch that family right now that is going through turmoil, that is going through anger, that is going through disappointment, that family that's on the verge of eviction, that family that's on the verge of breaking up, that that family that's on the verge that, that it's not because they don't know you, but they have gotten scared to submit it to you. I ask, God, right now that you touch them in the name of Jesus, that you change the heart's choices to match the heart of God. We know your ways are not our ways and your thoughts are not our thoughts, God. So, God, align our mind up with yours. Release a prophetic vision in this day, God, to each and every person under the sound of my voice. If there's somebody that's not saved, introduce yourself to them right now so that they can have before them the right choice so that they can choose life and the blessing. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you for joining me on this evening. If you want to be a blessing to Liberty Christian Church International, we invite you to sow right now into our church. You are sowing into fertile ground. This this ministry is... Uh, is move forward is progressing. We're we're doing some new things. We're doing some wonderful things. But we need the contributions of you. I I'm usually generally not the one that comes out and talks about this um, a lot because I believe that God is he's able. But I also know that it, it, we have to have the opportunity where we talk about giving into the kingdom. And if that's you, right now at the bottom of your screen, you see our cash app tag, which is Liberty Church MD. You also see our text giving number. But we're moving away from that very shortly to simply using our system on Tithely. There are three ways that I want you to know that you can give here at Liberty. You can either mail in uh, your your donations or your checks or whatever it may be. Um, and the address will be posted on our website at www.lcci md.org you can give by tithely or you can uh uh, or you can visit if you have our app our church app you can uh hit the donate tab on our church app um we're we're getting ready to do some major things um next week uh, just giving a few announcements as we close out next week bible study is transferring from is is transitioning from wednesday night to thursday night 7 30 same time same place same impact, same power, same anointing. We're just switching nights from Wednesday night to Thursday night. Thursday night was our original Bible study night, but we're transitioning from Wednesday night to being back on Thursday nights. So mark that in your calendar next Thursday, uh, November the 4th, I believe. is November the 4th. We're transitioning to, well, November the 5th, we'll be transitioning to uh, Thursday night Bible study. Amen. Uh, We got some other major announcements coming up soon. We're trying to put together our food, uh, uh, feed the homeless. If you want to be a part of that, um, please leave a comment below and we will put you in contact with our deaconess, Deaconess Tansy, who's coordinating, getting the the help that we need. We're we're looking to feed the homeless either the weekend before Thanksgiving or the weekend after Thanksgiving. Um, it's been a, a, a powerful time being able to minister and, uh, and and just reach out and speak to, hug on, and provide for our homeless. So we want to continue that even going into the holiday season. Um, Kids, be careful. I'm not a proponent or an advocate of Halloween. Um, if you have followed me at any point of time, you will never you, you'll never hear me uh, uh, give my blessing about trick or treating or anything else. But if you are out there, we are praying for you and your children. Um, we are praying for you on this weekend. Um, I could go into a whole nother lecture a whole nother time talking about, uh, uh, about things that happen on Halloween, and I may do that at some point this week, but um, I do want you to know that, um, that I am praying for you. I'm praying for your safety. I'm praying that you go out there, and if you do go out there, that you are covered. Uh, and and, and that's where I'm going to leave that at. But I love you. I love you with the love of God. Live on purpose. Live for purpose. But most importantly, live in God's purpose. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Be blessed. Have a wonderful day. And I will see you on Sunday, 1130 a.m.